This week on Nintendo Main, I stretch my arms like all the way across the universe to punch you in the face with some news from E3 Day 2 and 3. I dodge your arms because I'm a floating hat. I'm the second player in Mario Odyssey. Welcome to Nintendo Main. This is episode 75. We are your wow, hosts. Wow, half of 150. That is half of 150. For all of you who are keeping track uh, with your calculators or whatever, <laughs> mathematicians out there, yes, it's half of 150. It's 75. We are your hosts. I'm Trey. Everoasis is coming out way too soon, Johnson. And I'm Jeremy, accidentally, Nintendo Mikowski. <laughs> He's a traitor to the cause. No, it's fine. Uh, Jeremy, Sony, Sony, Maine, Mikowski. Oh. So, so yeah, we, uh, last week we left off with only seeing the E3 Day 1 stuff. And there was, like, a few things that happened after that. You know, I, I, I know last episode we talked about, like, that we were going to come back and talk about, like, whatever news happened in between. I figured we'd just wait and put it on this episode. But here we are. This is episode 75. This is your place for all your fun Nintendo news and, you know, fun impression reviews and stuff like that. Yeah, and there's some updates now. There's, there was more stuff to find out beyond the first day of E3. Yeah. Or beyond the first conference at Nintendo. That's true. There was. Um, let's just jump into it. Okay. Speaking of updates, there was an update for the Switch this week, which, did you get that? Or have you tried I that out at all? It, it, it kind of makes you do it. Well, if you turn your Switch on, it does. But uh, basically, it seems like it kind of is paving the way for the future of the Switch. It's basically making it to where you can use the USB plug to plug controllers into, right? Is what is what I'm understanding here. So, yeah. like, if you no, most notably that it made the uh, Tekken controller work, the yeah. Pokin, yeah, the Pokin controller, controller which is a, which is supposedly really cheap now. You can buy it for like ten bucks from from GameStop for now before they all get bought up. Yeah, I was thinking about going to try to find one. I haven't looked yet, but I was like, man, I should just get one of those so I can have a wired controller with a decent D pad and all that because it has all six of the buttons like right on the front, so you don't have and to it's use uh, immediately compatible. Yeah, so you don't have to use the analog triggers. But I felt like it was a. I felt like it was more of like a path to the future. Like that meant that maybe you know we'll probably be able to use the GameCube controller adapter eventually, hopefully, or we'll be able to use maybe the old Pro controllers. You know, that might be a thing where we can just it just creates this this pathway to that. So that's what I'm hoping for with that. You can also add all of your 3DS and Wii U friends who have Switches now. You can do that without like looking up their friend codes and all that shit. So oh, I had good. no idea. So. It should be easier to find some friends I haven't reconnected with. Yeah. <laughs> I actually went through and uh, sent friend requests out to all my Wii U friends. Because apparently none of my 3DS friends have Switches. Like, you had to have, like, gotten the new system and carried your ID over for you to be able to send friend requests to them. So, oh. But, yeah, you just do a... You hit, like, L and R on the, on the controllers, and it'll show, like, your 3DS friends and your Wii U friends. And you can just automatically send them friend invites for the Switch. But they had to have, like, signed in under their names for Switch. Okay. Whereas, like, there were, like, six or seven of them from Wii U that I don't really know. They're just on there. And I sent them all. You know, I don't know them in person. I didn't meet them. But I sent them all friend requests. But none of my 3DS friends have bought Switches, I guess. So 
hasn't carried on for that. But that's cool. That's on there. I think there's another thing where, like, it gives you the option to go straight to, like, managing your games. Like, if you're trying to download something and there's not enough space on it, like that sort of thing. I looked at a whole thing about it. The new update, it helps you find your Joy-Cons. Did, did you see that? That's pretty hilarious. There's a mode where you can make them, like, vibrate and make noise, so you can, like, find them in your couch or wherever you lost them. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, the Find My Joy-Con feature. That is cool. Yeah, well, I remember when the I remember when the Switch, like, first got announced and, like, how tiny the, the controllers were. Just was like, there needs to be some sort of, like, controller tracking mode on there. And uh, they, they put it... They put it in there, so now uh, now they like vibrate, or they. I know they can like make some sort of noise, like you know when you're talking about like how it makes the coin noise. It does actually do that with the HD Rumble. It can like make a noise in there, so now you it's can like, find them. Wait, yeah, over here. I'm over here. <laughs> yeah, but so yeah, if you lose those little tiny controllers, you can find them now, which is hilarious. So, and you can. More, uh, I find it more hilarious to think of people actually using those tiny controllers and just like leaving them laying around. Well, if you have kids, I'm sure you do. Like, I mean, if you have kids, sure. like, you would totally use two-player stuff like that because, like, uh, so many of them use it. But I think that's, I think that's it, right? It's just the, um, it's just like a just couple more fixes. Tweaks. Yeah. And I tried, the first thing I did after I got the update was I tried my 8-bit dough controller to make sure that they hadn't, like, shut that off. But it's, it still works. I was afraid that they were going to be like, you can't use that now. But now you can still use it. So that's good. So yeah, we had that update. But yeah, there were some more, uh, you know, they continued on with the tree, with the treehouse stuff at E3. They got into, uh, it just kind of covered more stuff from the games, but there were, I know like last time we recorded, I was like, oh, they haven't done anything for Metopia. Like, what about Ever Oasis? Well, they got into Metopia. There was a free demo for Metopia, like dropped like on that second day. Yeah. Which, not 24 hours after we recorded that. Yeah. It was you right. Play it for free. It was right there. They're like, oh, you can get it right now, which I downloaded it. I downloaded that, and I, I, I was out of town the past two the past two days at Jess's grandma's house, and uh, there's no internet there at all. Like, she has no she has no Wi-Fi or anything. So I couldn't connect my, my 3DS to the internet. So I was trying to play around with the Miitopia, but it's kind of one of those things where you need to connect it through Spot Pass because then it will randomly download Mii's. Like from the internet, like to populate the towns and all that, and I had no way to to access that, so I haven't been able to play it yet, just because it didn't have the internet. Because I wanted to play it like you know where you go to the town and it's like, oh, hey, look, there's a Hitler me over there, there's Jesus, or whatever. I wanted to see all those weird me's that'll like automatically download from other people's me set. So I kind of just I didn't start it yet because I wanted to play it on the internet. So I haven't played it yet, but next week I'll definitely let you know. But I'm really excited about that game. I think it looks awesome. It's like an RPG, and you can use your own characters in there, and you can use your friends and be like, oh, I want this person to be the bad guy, and I want this person to be the mage or the warrior or whatever. It seems fun. I mean, in case I wasn't... Like, the, the characters will argue and stuff. I think that's hilarious. Yeah, it's like their personalities will like they'll like clash or they'll become friends or whatever. There's like it's kind of like Fire Emblem where you have to build up friendships, but they just kind of do it on their own. I guess it seems like a fun game. Like I'm I'm very excited to play it. So yeah, they released the demo for that like on the day after they they showed some uh, did some Treehouse stuff for it, and they on the third day they did Ever Oasis, and Ever Oasis is like coming out in a couple days <laughs> on Friday, which that was a game I really wanted to play, but I'm like. I don't know. When the hell is it coming out? My backlog is so is so big that I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'll probably end up getting it anyway, just because. But man, I didn't know it was like coming out so quick. Like, I just got ARMS. You know, I bought a game from the E3 sale. So I have that too. 
I don't know. I was. I have. I'm working on a whole article for this for the blog. I haven't finished it yet, but all article about how overwhelmed I am by all these games that I have to play through. Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> <laughs> wishing for what? Uh, Ever Oasis to come out soon? Just wishing for more games. Back in the day when we were in the game drought of the I mean, late 2016. Well, I was going to mention just like you know, just like being a kid when you only had like one game to play, and that's, that's true, all, and that's all you played. You know, and now you. And now games are like much more accessible, and they're not really a lot of them go cheap really really quickly, and you know you can buy a buy a bunch of like hundred hour games for like ten dollars, and then it's like you know I'll play parts of them, but I want to finish all of them eventually. It's just a whole like it's a whole thing, you know. It's a new problem. Yeah, it's my fault for being like last year, being like I'm going to play through all the Dragon Quest games. <laughs> it's like these games are really long, but I'm still going. I've been playing Dragon Quest five a lot lately, so. But you feel good about it because you're accomplishing a goal. I do, but then there's also, but then there's other things like I had, like I never beat Pokemon Moon. I want to finish that. There's like uh, Mario and Luigi, the Dream, the Dream Team one. I'm still, I'm still like in the last world of that one, and I haven't finished that. Just yet. be careful, man. You don't want another one of those games to come out as a remake before you beat it. <laughs> well, what do you mean, like Mario and Luigi? Yeah. So I never finished that game because of the because of the unfair boss. But I guess the way it is now, it makes it a little bit easier because now you can block if you can't jump or something. So mm-hmm. that still doesn't help when you have one hit point at the very end. Spoilers, sorry. That was spoiler <laughs> doubly. Yeah, that was a maybe I'll do a maybe I'll do a uh, retro revival of that of me playing that last guy again. Yeah, that would be awful. That's like a I mean that's a good <laughs> idea for retro revival doing the end part of a game. I like that. The idea of it was just that I was going to just play through parts that I thought was cool, like try to highlight what I thought was the best part of the game. And if you saw my Metroid 2 one, the ending was what I thought was the best part of the game. So that was I was like, "Hey, and then I did the opening of Metroid Prime 2, which is what I also thought was the best part of that game, I guess. Or that was the one that I what I remembered the most, I guess, aside from some of the boss battles. But yeah, they uh yeah, they said um that they have more games coming out. They also said that uh they're planning on supporting the 3DS like past 2018. Did you see that? Reggie Reggie Fizeme was saying that uh they're not planning on giving up on the 3DS in any way shape or form. I mean, they always say that. They do. They always say that um... cuz they don't want to like Maybe they it. just plan on continuing to iterate what's going on with it and just keep making backwards compatible units. There's a new one every two years or something. Or they alternate between the 3D and the 2D models for a while. Or Man, I just don't know. Well, I mean, it is still a really... It'll, get, it'll, it'll keep getting cheaper, so that'll be good, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I wish that... I mean, when I saw the Black Friday one that was 100, I thought that was just going to be the... I thought that was going to be the standard for 3DS now. It was all going to be 100 bucks. I'm like, that's awesome. Like, you'll sell a shitload of them for that, you know? But they're saying, like, you know, we're going to support it beyond 2018. We'll see, like, when we're talking about this next Christmas, you know? What year did it debut? 2011, right? The 3DS? Yeah. I thought it was 12. Oh, no, it was. You're right, 2011. I thought it was 12. Yep. Yeah, February 2011 was the release date. So it's, yeah, it's already well beyond. It's in its six years now. Yep. So, I mean, well, the Game Boy was around for a really, really long time. So he's really talking about turning it into the uh, PS2, or the PS2? How long around was the PS2 around? PS2, they were making games for it for about 10 years, right? I mean, it was, I thought it lasted about as long as the other ones did. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say they want to turn it into the Game Boy. I mean, the Game Boy was the one that stuck around for the longest. The original That's Game true. Boy, eighty nine to ninety. Oh shit, eighty nine. To... No, I mean if you if you don't count like, like in ninety nine. I mean there was Game Boy Color and Game Boy Pocket, but if you don't count those, it was around till like 
what, like fucking 2000 or something? Like when did the Game Boy Advance 2001. come out? 2001. I mean, the Game Boy Advance it was way, way later. 12 years. Wow. You're right. Yeah. That's, so I figured they're making it, it more It would have like to that. be 2023 before a new one came out to compete with the Game Boy. Yeah. Because they're, the iterations of the 3DS are already like, they've already had their Game Boy Color. That was the uh, the uh, new 3DS. Yeah, the new 3DS is the Game Boy Color for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree with you on that. Yeah, the new 3DS is the Game Boy Color, and I guess the 2DS XL is the Game it's Boy like pocket, pocket Color, <laughs> sort of. Well, because there was a because there was the Pocket, and then there was the Color, and then there was the Pocket Color after that. And so then they still the, need to make like a 3DS Micro. And then there was Game Boy Advance. Yeah, right. That'd be interesting. You just like a really tiny non 3D. Would be a 2DS Micro. Oh, it just reminds me of like that, uh, the, the Clerks cartoon, like the first episode where he's like looking at the tiny magazines yeah. in the little in the little magazine place with the even tinier coffee bar. Oh yeah, it's the coffee bar that has a tiny <laughs> magazine place that has its own tiny coffee bar. Yeah, anybody has a little tiny magazine. That's like my the 3DS is like that big where you just flip it up and you can only do one thing because you can you can only hit one thing on the bottom screen. Or like that old SNL skit from the 90s where cell phones kept getting smaller. And Danny, Car- I think it was Dana Carvey was playing some like high fashion model or some like fashion designer, and he pulls out his phone, and it's like so small that he has to use tweezers to open it up. Oh, I didn't see that one. Yeah, man. There's like a thing back in the '90s and the early 2000s where phones were getting smaller and smaller. Now they're getting, of course, we all know they're getting bigger. Well, now they're bigger because now you can watch movies and stuff on them. Well, that was the came- same thing with Game Boy, where it's like Game Boy Micro, and then it was XL after that. It's like, no, everything has to be bigger. Because you want bigger screens. Yeah, because you want bigger screens and handheld, I guess. I was thinking that there was an SNL thing where, where they had like a tiny iPod that only held one song on it. Like, I thought that was what you were talking about. That was one of the skits. Where, like, yeah. it's so small, well, and you get one song, and you can just listen to it over and over again. It's so good. Well, iPods did the same damn thing. They kept getting smaller, and then when they added screens, well, they always had screens, but when they added like movie capabilities, no one really cared about movies until there was the internet access and you yeah. can watch st- streaming video well yeah they did the same thing well they did like the shuffles you that were put, really like, tiny movies onto your like ipod but who the hell was really watching like a two inch square movie on the go well i used to watch video game trailers on my first ipod so well there good you for go. you man but were you watching <laughs> like you know the lord of the rings trilogy on your ipod screen no but i did have a couple star trek episodes and some south park episodes on there so <laughs> in case i ever got stranded i could watch them in my car you know yeah. until the dementia took over or something anyway this is not ipod main we're just we got a little sidetracked there we were talking about the shrinkification of things and how that won't happen with the 3ds yeah. even though it happened with all the previous models they kept getting smaller yeah and that was better but with the 3ds that'll probably never happen that's not the technology trend anymore. Yeah. Even though it would be kind of funny if they like threw us for a loop and there's an advert like next year, there's like the 3ds mini <laughs> and that just comes out of nowhere. Or like it had, it would have to be something to do with projection, like, or the 2ds maybe mini, a, maybe I guess, at a one like... screen 2ds, but the top screen would be a projector. So it would project onto the wall, of the second screen. Oh, well that's, uh, <laughs> that's probably way advanced, but that'd be cool to well, see. Well, then you still only have a single screen unit, but, the second screen would be projected on the wall while you were riding the subway. Yeah, so you can make everybody else watch what you're playing. There you go. Force it on there. <laughs> Play like, some game. Be like, hey, man, look at Ever Oasis. It's really cool. Look at it. It's on the wall. Just, hey, check out my thing. Oasis. I built this. I got this guy to move in. So what do you, I mean, are you are you thinking about getting it next week? I know you're a little crowded, a little 
flooded on the games. I'm very flooded on the Nintendo games, especially. Um, also, next week, well, in technically eight days, the uh, new Zelda DLC drops. Wait, really? That comes out too? I didn't see yeah, that. J- June 30th. Oh, shit. It's the first Zelda DLC. Well, fuck. It's just, we're all getting drowned now. <laughs> so Throw I think that's going to occupy a lot of my time when it comes out, because I'm going to want to go back to Zelda. That'll bring you back. Especially with that uh, Path of the Hero, or whatever the fuck they call it. Yeah. Like, I'm going to want to use that to get some more shrines and stuff. And all so, the costumes. Like, between that and then, like, yeah, I bought um, Persona 5 this week, so I've got that to distract me as well. Yeah, I ended up getting, well, on the, I bought Persona Q for 3ds which was on sale for e3 so i played oh, yeah, that it was like a little bit cheap too right like 15 it was 20 it was 50 percent off 20. it was 20 marked down from 40 it was kind of just something because it's a basically what it is it's a mixture of persona and etrian odyssey and i've always been intrigued by the etrian odyssey games but this is kind of like a lesser version of it i guess so it's like a more introductory version of it if you're familiar with the characters from persona 3 and 4 they're in there. And it, what's cool about it is you can actually choose which way you play it. Because I've played four. I put about like 15 hours into four, which I like a lot. But I haven't played three at all. But you can choose whether you want your main characters to be from three or four, which is cool. So I can like, I picked four and then it's just, but I could go through it again and like pick three after I play through that. But it's, uh, I just wanted to, I was interested in it, you know, because people have been talking about it. And it was only 20 bucks. So I was like, why not? So I went ahead and got that. And I played it a little bit. The, uh, the, the bad, the like fighting is definitely different from Persona, but. Yeah, it's like, it's basically, it's very much Etrian Odyssey where you like go through, it's kind of like a randomly generated labyrinth and you're basically drawing out maps like on the bottom screen to try to know where everything is and all that. So it's interesting. I mean, it was on sale, so I figured I'd check it out. I did buy a game through that sale myself. I bought a Super Metroid on the 3DS, even though I already had it on uh, the uh, Wii U. I now you think can... it's cool that now I have the pixel perfect version on my Well, now you, now you can play it and not feel depressed. <laughs> about there not being Metroid games yeah. because there are two on the horizon. So you can play it and be like, man, I'm happy to be a Metroid fan again. Like, I don't have to be like, man, this game was cool, but they'll never make any others. I don't know. I found myself playing, I actually found myself playing all three of those games on, on DS, on 3DS over the weekend. I played like Metroid 1 a little bit. I played 2 and I played Super Metroid a lot, actually, because I, I already had it because I got it. Um, It was a different sale. I got, I got another sale on it, like through Club Nintendo, like before. But I just, yeah, I picked it up and started playing it again because that's like one of my favorite games. And it doesn't make me depressed anymore because now there's some Metroids on the horizon. Yeah, when, I was, when I was playing it before, I just felt depressed because I was like, I don't think there's, I'm going to see any of this ever again because nobody cares. But now it's, now it's, you know, now it's fun to play Metroid again because you're going to be like, man, we'll see some more shit. But yeah, that's a, that's a, I think I got, um, I, I asked, I, I mentioned it to Jess and I think she got Super Metroid as well for hers. And I think she got Link to the Past also on it. Those are 50% oh, yeah. Link off. to the Past is, a necessity on any console I get. It is. Well, I mean, she had a she has it for Game Boy Advance, but you might as well get it from the for the 3DS as well. While it's on the cheap. Speaking of cheap stuff, uh, aside from E3 things, I actually bought some. Uh, I bought some like Japanese games, some Famicom games. I bought some more. I think I mentioned before that I bought more Super Famicoms. Yeah, Super Famicom games. Well, I mentioned before that I bought F Zero, and I just got it. I just got it this week, and it's all in English. There's no uh, there's no Japanese stuff in it at all. It's exactly the same as the American title, but way cheaper. So it's just way cheaper. That's yeah, the only difference. Which is awesome. But I just bought a, I just bought Yoshi's Island and Super Mario Kart for eight dollars each, free shipping for Super Famicom, which is pretty awesome because Yoshi's Island is like sixty bucks, 
<laughs> like even without a box on the American one. But you won't know what Kamek saying to Yoshi. I, I don't know anyway. Doesn't he just say, wah, wah. <laughs> He's just like, Yoshi, baby, back the fuck off. Well, I may not know. Just like, let me like get this to Bowser. I may not know the, the story of uh, the stork or whatever. I already know that story. I don't need I don't need to see it in English. I already know it. The storyline's important in that game. Yeah. Okay. The yeah. bandits, they represent the oppressed. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, there's only like, I think the only text in it is just in the very beginning, so it doesn't really matter. And I ordered, I, I got Super Metroid for 20 bucks also on Super Famicom. Cause oh that, my gosh. Because that was cheap to me. So I went a little crazy, but everything's way cheaper on Super Famicom. So I just went like, I bought like three games for uh, 40 bucks, which I thought was a good well, deal. Those are all good choices. They're not like uh, RPGs, for instance, where we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Because yeah, RPGs are things. so RPGs are so hard to play on there because uh, yeah, because like, well, all of the items are in are in Japanese, so the, you there's no way for you to even play that. Well, I'm gonna need to look into that for the uh, Super Nintendo because all I bought were RPGs besides the uh, Super Tetris, which yeah. I do play from time to time. You can play that one for sure, which is all in English. Similar to the uh, 3DS one you had. So what else was uh, that we did we miss that was announced on the E3 later? It was mostly just like a lot of games. Well, for for instance, of course, the uh, Ever Oasis and uh, Metopia. We didn't know what the hell was going on with those. But what about that crazy sushi game? That game looks yeah, awesome. Yeah, that was a secret. Uh, what that was that was towards the end of the second day, I think. Yeah, it's called. Like, like we have a new game announcement after these messages. I was hoping, actually, I thought that that was going to be the one that was going to drop on the day, you know, where it's like, oh, we have it, and it's out right now. But that was not the case. It wasn't. It looks awesome, though. I mean, it looks like it's on the uh, Sushi Striker, the Way of the Shu- Way of the Sushido, or Way of Sushido. That was like their big, well, that was one that they were just like, oh, hey, here's a new 3DS thing. It looks really fun, though. It looks, it kind of reminds me a lot of, like, uh, pocket card jockey except like with more depth to it because there's like a map where you can go from like level to level and you basically it's like sort of a puzzle game where you're like eating sushi and like throwing plates at at your opponent and all that it looks like the type of game i want to play well it looks like it utilizes the uh two screen format of the 3ds very well for sure you're facing like you're you're face to face with your opponent like you're playing battleship or any other board game but you're eating sushi and so you're on the bottom screen your opponent's on the top, and you're using the touch screen to uh, to yeah, grab, grab it looks the plates. Kind of like a puzzle slash action game. Yeah, lots of wordplay, lots of puns. Man, what a weird game! Way of uh, Shushido. Even, even even it looks like moving around the map. It looks weird, like you're collecting stuff the whole time. Have you heard the? You're doing it. Did you hear the anime intro for it? I mean, that's gonna be that's gonna be in this episode. Obviously, I mean, you know that. But yeah, okay. The, well, I'll. I will hear it. The, the, I think. I mean, I watched the theme song the, is pretty the awesome. Reveal of it and everything, so I probably did. Yeah, no, the theme song is great. I, I like it a lot. It basically it very much sounds like an anime, and I like I like that stuff. But yeah, that that one looks like a lot of fun. I don't think there's a whole. I mean, there are like some interviews, like some random stuff. Like they talked about Virtual Console a little bit. They said that like the online isn't the online thing with the free games. That's not going to be a replacement to Virtual Console. But they also said like that when they approach Virtual Console for Switch, they want to do it a certain way, make sure it's you know like the normal bullshit they say where they're like, we need to make sure that it's the right way to do it for the system and all that. It's very strange because, yeah, Virtual Console was like out and out the door thing the last two. Consoles. Yeah. No, it was. Well, it was a good way to like give them like give them a little bit more games like right out of the door. You know, be like, hey, let's re-release. And it reminds, ones. yeah, it compels people to be like, this is why I bought 
you know, why I bought another Nintendo system because these games are great. Like these games that I used to love and I can still play them right now on this new Nintendo thing that I bought. Yeah. So, so I'm wondering, it's very strange to me. They haven't put, no, I was just going to say, speaking of virtual console, did you see that Sega game, the Sega forever? It came out for um, mobile. Like they're basically. Oh, are you talking about how they're uh, supposedly going to bring classic Sega games to mobile for I th- free? I think they already did. Like there was a whole like uh, there there was a whole like uh, trailer for it, and they said they was going to roll out all these old Sega games so you can play for free on this uh, app called Sega Forever. Oh, so it's its own app, but yeah. you download the games through through the app. I think so. That's what it looked like. It basically looks like what, you know, what everybody's like, oh, this is what Nintendo should do. But it's kind of like, I don't want to play it on a cell phone with, like, no controller, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's why I don't play any games on my cell phone. I played Pokemon Go for a little while, and I tried to play Mario Run, couldn't get into it. Like, I don't play games on my mobile phone. That's I watch videos on it. I uh, use it for other points, like communication reasons and music, I guess, but... Like for games, I play games at home. Well, I mean, that's or on my 3DS. That's the best way to play it. Yeah. I play most of my games on the 3DS. Yeah, and it's like it's a dedicated games thing. Like I'm not worried about well, if I keep playing this game, then and there's an emergency, like someone can't contact me. Like I don't have to worry about that with these other methods. I can just keep my phone charged for when I need it. So to basically, look at YouTube videos. Yeah. So basically, uh, the Sega Forever is uh, is like a free retro game collection that they that they're releasing that'll have like free games, like five free games right off the bat. You can pay like an extra dollar or two, like turn the ads off. But they're gonna like roll out new games like every couple weeks. Is speaking of their answer to Virtual Console, I guess, which sounds like a terrible idea, but that's what they're doing. I always that's all that we mentioned that before in a previous podcast, like Sega Forever, and how they're talking about like what old games people want to see. They I don't just wanna... keep diluting their properties to like be worth less and less. <laughs> Pretty much, right? They keep releasing them on like worse and worse ways to play them, <laughs> like their because you can get like most like of their the Genesis Sega Mini, which is pretty like bad, dirt cheap right now. Well, sure. I mean, well, there's like... And that's like a legit way to do it if you don't want to pay for ROM... Or if you don't want to illegally download ROMs or whatever. Well, you can get like... There's like Sonic collections and stuff like that. I bought that... I bought the PS3 game that had all the Fantasy Stars on it for like, I don't know, 15 bucks, something like that. It's like the Sonic and Sega All-Star collection, whatever it was. And Mm -hmm. that like had like 30 games on it for like nothing. So I don't know. I just... What I don't get is like, why didn't they... Why why didn't they just go the... uh, They should have just went the SNK route. And just like re release these on Switch and charge like five bucks for them, you know, and have yep. them emulated. Maybe well, they don't have. They had the right idea for a little while on uh, the 3DS with the Sega 3DS classics. Oh, yeah, those were good. Like, I bought a. They were good. They were remakes. They weren't just straight up virtual console, and they were like worth the extra money you paid. Yeah, like, they were emulated really, really well. I bought Streets of Rage 2 for that. I bought Sonic, the first Sonic. I bought Echo the Dolphin even, which I don't even like that game, but I bought it anyway. I think I wanted to try it again because I kind of liked it when I was a kid or thought I did. Yeah, right. I bought uh, I bought Outrun, which I do like Outrun. I got that on there, but that's like the arcade the arcade emulation one. But yeah, no, those games were really good. Those like Sega 3D classics were great. They gave you different ways to play it, and they were like really solid ports and all that, and that was cool. They, I wish they would do something like that for Switch. I mean, maybe that maybe it's around the corner, but I just wanted to mention that Sega Forever thing. Yeah, maybe we'll get Sega Forever with physical controls. Yeah, in in the Switch version is what it would be. Have you? Yeah, uh, I don't know. That's sad. Like, I don't. I don't. Know. People say Nintendo should do that, but they shouldn't do that. They should 
continue to hold the value of what they have, like because those are damn good games. Like, uh, and so are, so are the Sega ones. They're just not handling it well. But I'm saying, like, yeah, sure, I like the subscription idea for classic Nintendo games. But don't make it streaming. Please don't make it streaming. Yeah. Like, download the actual game. Yeah, for sure. Without any sort of input delay. Yeah. Don't do what Sony <laughs> did, please. <laughs> Sony and also, now. like, uh, I don't know. Let the save file stay even if you lose the game. Like, that way if you do decide to buy it later. You still have your save file. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what they have done. With, yeah, they uh, Just keep it know, up. With all the digital stuff and all that. Yeah, no, the reason that Nintendo doesn't release their games on iPhone like that is, or iPhone or Android like that is because they want you to be able to play it in like the most, in the best version. Like you don't, they don't want you to have like emulated, emulated digital pads and buttons and stuff like that. Cause nobody wants to play a game like that. That's no fun. Yeah. But I'd say like they've done really good, like buy their old games with the exception of maybe the, uh, fidelity of the NES games on the Wii U. Yeah. It's not that great. Oh yeah, it will the emulation. But if they go like with washed uh, out and stuff, yeah, if, if they go with what they did for NES Classic, it should look better. So, uh, <laughs> so apparently, I was going to ask you did Did you ever play a Cave Story? Do you remember Way that? back in the day? Do you remember that I, game? Did you I ever played make... it a little bit on the uh, 360? I think. Yeah, that's a game that I bought. I bought it twice, and I thought that was too many times. But it's available now for $30 on the Switch. It just came out yesterday. It's also, like, physically available. I saw it at the store today. Yeah. The other day. I actually saw Binding of Isaac at Target when I was there on Sunday. I actually went to Target on Sunday, and I found the um, the Alm and Celica Amiibo there, and I bought them. So, pretty rad. It's one of my Amiibo purchase for the week. It was one that I wanted to get, but it's the first time I actually saw one just hanging out at a Target. I've never seen any Fire Emblem Amiibo at Target ever, so it was new new for me. I hit up uh, Toys R Us the other day. They had like four or five docks, the extra docks you could pick up. And then they had uh, tons of the Joy-Cons, none of the weird colored ones. They were all gray. They had Switch docks? Like rechargeable docks? Yep. Why didn't you buy like three of them? <laughs> and you could play one at every TV you have. Or two. I don't know how many TVs you have. I only had enough money to buy six, so I bought seven <laughs> of them. I used a credit card. Yeah, right. But I dropped them on my way to my car, so I have zero of them. Oh, well, don't do that. No, they, yeah, they had the docks. They were, I think they were either 80 or 90. I want to say they were 90. But yeah, they had a ton of the Joy-Cons, but just the gray ones. And then they had Pro Controllers. So they had everything, but switches themselves oh yeah a friend of mine actually bought some of those arms one bought some yellow ones which i thought was funny she didn't buy arms but she bought the yellow joy cons because she liked how they looked yeah they look great i yeah. i would have been tempted to buy them if i had seen them but yeah. all they had were the gray ones i hadn't seen them either but they had all they had like a ton of actual switch games and like i said they had a uh, binding of, or not just binding of isaac but they had a uh, cave story yeah no, I saw there's a physical version of it, but I haven't been to a store since Tuesday since it released. But thirty bucks is a bit much. I mean, I never played all the way through that game. I did play it a lot on. I got like the first. There's like there's like one bad ending that you can do like halfway through the game. I got that one, but I played it on three DS for a while, and then I bought it again for Wii U. Just I think play, I might have it for just to DS. just to play it on the TV. But I yeah, I know people really like it, and I liked it for a while too. But I don't want I don't want to drop thirty bucks on it. But yeah, that game came out. Oh, by the way, did you hear what happened to Jose Otero? What happened to him? Is he starting his own podcast and leaving IGN? It's called uh, Otero Cast. 
Oh, no. He's, is he doing that? He is, he he is, leaving, do but he is leaving IG, and you're right about that. Well, for what? Apparently, Mr. Otero uh, was hired by Nintendo, and I'm not sure what exactly they hired him to do. Well, I mean, this... But he's done. They do uh, like to snatch IGN. people from IGN. I mean, uh, you know, Audrey, Audrey Drake and uh, Rich George were also taken from IGN you know, I really to join think Nintendo. Their offices are very close to each other. I think that might have something to do with it. Maybe they, like... Have lunch at the same place or some shit. Well, I mean, I don't know what Rich George is doing. Like, I've kind of like he's kind of like disappeared when when he went there. I mean, I don't know what he's doing, but you see Audrey all the time at E three. Yeah, she was in. She was on Treehouse. Yeah, you see her on Treehouse, and I I know she like writes stuff. Everybody on Twitch is like, "Oh my god, Audrey, will you marry me?" <laughs> yeah, do you watch the, I mean, do you watch the tw- Twitch streams? I do not watch any of the Twitch streams, but I've seen some. Some weird Facebook stuff about her last yeah, year and uh, this year. She's got, she's got a fan base that was removed. So that was like, okay, this is this is weird. But no, I mean, yeah, she was uh, she was on the on the IGN, and now she's on the Nintendo. I wonder what what Otero is. Oh, so who do you think uh, they're gonna replace him with then? Because he was like the main Nintendo guy. Yeah, I know, and it can't be Pear because he's well, Pear's. Well, Pear's like the he's like the higher up. He's like the godfather of the whole thing, you know. He can't be the Nintendo he guy because he like runs IGN be, practically. What about Lana? She's not. Who? She's probably going to be it. The uh, lady from Australia or New Zealand or whatever. What's her name? Oh yeah, I forget. I forget what her name is. But she does reviews and stuff. I think she's a good candidate for it. Yeah, she does a lot of uh, the video stuff. She's been in a lot of the. Uh, like show stuff and yeah well every uh, articles and reviews and stuff yeah well i feel like every time that every time that one of the nintendo guys has stepped down like because when matt Cass, Cass Messina left rich george took it up and i had really he had not done any nintendo stuff before that he was the comic book guy he did he did like the um all the all the ign comics stuff and otero i had not heard of him at all and he just kind of jumped into it so i feel like they got they maybe have, they have some new guy that's we haven't heard of that's going to come in and take it it's not going to be one that we've already seen oh right it's going to be well i'm just going by like what i base my merits on sure per- perusing the site but yeah yeah maybe there's some uh well, we can field. always uh i mean we can always like you know take bets or have updates being like hey uh here's this guy here's joe schmo he's the new nintendo guy over there i actually think howard stern's gonna drop his xm radio show <laughs> oh god no join nbc uh yeah i was about to say the ghost of robin williams will come back and do it but i felt like that was a little too much <laughs> not only is that a little too much but his voice has been forbade from being used for like 20 years in his will or something like that oh really i didn't even know that yeah He's like forbade his voice from being used for advertisement purposes. Is that why he didn't make it into uh, Breath of the Wild as a character? <laughs> Even though they started Maybe. that petition for him? It's quite possible. Man, I don't know how Louis Body Dementia works. Well, uh, He made some decisions late in his life, and that's what he's going by. How who? Robin Williams. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you said like Louis Body or something. Yeah, like, Louis Body Dementia. That's what he... Most likely the cause of his death. Oh, okay. Ultimately. Yeah. Well, I yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm wondering who uh who would be the new Nintendo guy. The new person to be snatched up by the by the company to go do stuff. Maybe he's going to maybe he's going to write Metroid Prime 4. I think it'd be smart for them to bring one of their reporters up that's already got notoriety. I mean, yeah, sure. Like you said they often bring someone in from left field, but I think it'd be nice to like, they treat they like have. a promotional thing, like yeah. someone that's been doing the time and 
doing the work, bring them in, and then like you know what they'll take Altano away or something. <laughs> yeah, well, and my thing with Brian Altano is, uh, I feel like he spends too much time trying to make jokes and not enough time like talking like a video gamer. Like it's all everything. He also like, made gains. Everything is like a riff. What? He's totally like reformed his body and like gotten f- physically fit and stuff. So, so he can't be on the podcast because he's too fit. Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. You said he makes jokes, and I also said he makes gains. Oh yeah, like, was like bodybuilding and stuff. No, I was saying That's if all you, I was saying if you listen to him, like if you listen to him talk on the podcast, he just constantly tries to make to make like riffs or whatever about something and a lot of times he's wrong about what he's trying to say like his whole like thing about like having a bag of dead pokemon and all that that doesn't happen you run out of your pokemon you go back to the fucking pokemon center and you come back to life and they're back to life i'm saying it's not possible so i'm just saying there's when you just listen to his jokes that he makes like a lot of times they come off as something that somebody would say that doesn't know anything about the games and i'm not saying that he doesn't i'm just saying i wish he would focus less on making jokes and more about being a gamer than wants to talk about games. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's how and I feel about Brian so Altano. <laughs> and uh, put and like put some put your like fat back on, dude. You're too skinny. Like you're way too skinny. We can't see you. You're, you're just. You're hey just man, scary. I don't want to hear no skinny shaming on this podcast. I just I can't. You know he's too thin. I can't. He turns to the side and he disappears. I, just, I can't. Come see on, him. man. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're not going to encourage anyone to ingest more calories. I think that's unfair, and I just think that that criticism's misdirected. Yeah, well, we didn't mean it. P- uh, you know, peace to to you and you and I'm peace. I'm PC J Mac. Yeah, J Mac PC Mikowski. Hey, I downloaded that guy's whole album, so you know, <laughs> I ain't saying I ain't saying no bad shit on him. I got fucking Brian Altano's album on my computer right here. I could play it as an outro if I wanted to. Or what? He has it. an album. He does. I have it. It's, you could download for free, actually. Is he like a rapper or something? No, it's like a. It's like you know. It's like beats and stuff. I don't know. I don't know how he did it. <laughs> it's just I'm saying I have it on my computer. Dang, you love Brian. Yeah. Maybe that's the guy that should take over for Jose Otero. Yeah, as long as he like stops riffing and getting real, like the real world. Stop riffing. Get real. Is there any? Is there anything else about E3 or? Uh, life in general that we forgot for this opening part i mean not really other than you know we know that uh mario odyssey is it looks like it's gotta be ready they're saying it's ready in october it's it looks like it really is going to be ready i don't think it's going to get delayed it looks really they're showing a ton of stuff from it um the game looks beautiful i I love all the all the extra gameplay footage of it was similar it did remind me of zelda last year in the sense that they just kept being like oh hey we're gonna play some more uh odyssey now yeah. Like they went back to it two or three different times and showed levels in different uh, seasons or iterations or whatever, and yeah. showed boss battles and showed power ups and showed a, a yeah. lot of cool. Stuff. I'm I'm very excited about that game. Like everything I saw of it, like I was like, oh man, this game looks really cool. Like just watching the uh, watching some of the stuff with them jumping around New Donk City and all that, yeah. and uh, just watching like some of the. It's I think it's like kind of on the verge where it's like I don't know. It's like. It's like probably like one of the most weirdest Mario games, and I think you might have said that, but I like that. I want it to be weird and great at the same time, and I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be, yeah, I think it's going to be up there with uh, Sunshine as being one of the weirdest ones. And uh, Six Golden Coins, which is a fucking weird game. Well, oh, so was Mario 2? They were both weird as fuck. Actually, Six Golden Coins was probably more normal Mario than the first Mario Land was. 
The Mario Land one was really weird because there were like shooting levels and like submarine levels, and you go to Japan at one point, <laughs> like towards yeah. the end. But and I you like find the Easter Island statues. Yeah, I like Mar- I like Mario Land, but yeah, it was a strange game for sure. And you threw like bouncing balls instead of uh, fireballs and all that. But yeah, no, I'm really excited about Mario Galaxy. It's like not it's not that far away, and I'm gonna do uh, I'm gonna do some like I'm gonna I'm gonna do some greatest hits. Uh, uh, star stuff for like Mario 64 and Mario Sunshine before it comes out for the for my retro revival stuff so that'll be fun but uh, do you want do you want to take a quick break and talk about some arms sure thing man all right cool last week or a couple of days ago i took my switch to work and uh, one of the couple of people that i work there work with there they're dating but uh the one that i helped her i helped her get the switch that's her switch and he was like he's big into competitive gaming he's been like super into arms and i'm like i'm like hey man i brought it in let's play arms so i so after work i like brought in the switch set up set up on it on the tabletop and we played uh we played arms with the little with little joy cons and it was fun He was like he's like oh man he's like this game is badass i'm gonna go get it that's what he said He's like, I'm going to get this. It's a lot of fun. How was it playing with the Joy-Cons? So it's split vertically, right? Yeah, we played it. We yeah, we played it on the uh, on the tiny screen, like on like on the bar, and yeah, it split down the middle. And the Joy-Con, it basically, I haven't used. You know, I all the only time I used motion control was like on that one test punch. I've just been playing it on regular controls the whole time just because it's better for me like i I like that a lot better but uh, yeah for the joy con you basically you move with the joystick you click in the joystick to block um the top r button is to trigger your super move whenever and that's the only move button you use on top uh the y button is uh you know the y like pretend it's a super nintendo controller this is how mm-hmm. I refer to the buttons on the Joy-Con, is that it's always a Super Nintendo controller. Hit the Y button to dodge. Hit the Y button in, direct to, in direction to dodge. X is jump. B is uh, left punch. Uh, a is right punch. That's the way it works. And you hit A and B at the same time to do a to do a throw move, which a lot of people do online. I actually have not gotten online yet for arms. Yeah, I heard that there's a throw spamming. But you can easily block a throw. All you have to do is like throw one punch at it, and then you'll knock part of it down. Basically, yeah, so mostly it's just people that are upset because they can't block it, right? Yeah, I mean, what I've been doing is uh, like basically my strategy, and I've been playing through the arcade mode a lot, like just to try to get used to the characters and all that. And I and I'm having a blast with the game. Like I, I like the game a lot. I think it's I think it's really good. And uh, I've just been doing like the regular arcade mode. But my strategy is I basically like dodge until somebody attacks, and then I attack them. You know. Wait till they're wait till they're open. Wait till they throw their arms out, and then you then you go for it. So I've been on the defense with the game. Has been has been how I've been playing it, and I've been like you know like I started off. I like played level one and level two, and I think you have to beat level four like in the single player mode or in like the arcade mode before you can get into rank battles online. So I'm trying to work up to that. I did like. I did level three with one guy, so I'm just going through, just going up, going up the difficulty levels. But it's a lot of fun. Like I've done, uh, it the the arcade mode varies depending on which character you play as. And I've I've done, uh, I've gone through like three different difficulties with like with a ribbon girl and um, 
and Ninjara were like the two characters that I did for the most part. So I haven't really, I haven't really played as anybody other than that. But when I was playing at the bar with, the, with my coworker, I was playing as, I played it, I did like Twin Tail for a little bit and I played as the mummy also just to try it out. The mummy's super slow, but his, his punches are like really, are like really hard. And I, I figured out, um, basically the way you unlock new, new, uh, gloves in that is through like a bonus mode pretty much. So like all the arms that you get are kind of random, but you can unlock arms for, you can unlock uh, gloves for everyone in that mode. So that's where when the when the um direct was when they're saying like if you get the same glove you get like it it up it makes it you know it upgrades it it makes it more powerful that's why so basically as you go through the game you unlock like you know the currency for the game and I think it's like I think it's like 30 it's like 30 60 and 100 to get like different times for this bonus game and like 30 is like a certain amount of time and 60 is more and 100 is more like that type of thing and you basically play this thing where you hit or you hit targets, and eventually, like, gloves will come out, and you hit the target, hit that, and it'll, and the first one will be for the character you play as. But everyone you get after that is randomly for the other characters in the game. So if you have enough time, you can unlock a bunch of extra arms for, for the other characters. So that's pretty cool. It's a nice, like, little extra thing to do on there. But I've been having a lot of fun with the game. I played so you some... Feel, you feel like the single-player mode justifies the purchase price by itself? Well, you just have... You have to think of the game as as a fighting game because it is a fighting game like right. think like think of it as like street fighter it has your basic arcade mode where you go through and you actually the last the max brass dude kind of looks like like bison slash vega so you could totally think of it as a street fighter game and you basically you go through all the characters you play through all the other characters and then you have the boss and then you have your ending and then you try it on another difficulty like to you know to get better at it and then you do the online mode it's basically you know it's just like your basic fighting game but do i think it's worth 60 bucks yeah totally i mean i'm a big fighting game fan myself and i think it's doing a lot of cool things and this is like uh you know it's different you don't need to like memorize the moves and all that it's all about strategy it's all about like dodging and all the levels work differently and i've uh I've only gotten to play a little bit of like local multiplayer, but I really, I really liked what I was playing. Like it was a lot of fun. Unfortunately, we did not get into, we didn't get to do any of the basketball or anything like that. We just did the regular fighting stuff. But it was really cool. Like it was very much like uh, strategy based and all that. And I haven't hopped online yet, but I think I would do better if I did. Like if I, if I jumped online now, I think I would. But it looks really good. Like it looks really slick. Like the characters look really nice. I know they're gonna they're gonna roll out like the um you're gonna get some DLC you get the you'll get the main boss guy as a playable character soon so I'll be interested to see what more that what more stuff they put in put on there but I totally I totally recommend it it's it's a lot of fun I do look forward to getting some more experience with it local multiplayer like I think that's where the fun is to be had and where uh, skill is to be honed oh for sure. Yeah, and it, and it's like a vertical split screen and all that, so you know you can move around. So I don't think yet uh, the arms tournament had not been uh, ha- had not happened yet when we recorded the last podcast. But uh, I don't know if you watched it, but at I the watched. Very end, I watched some the, of the fin- of some of the finale, like some of the final stuff. Yeah, so the guy who ended up winning, which his name escapes me now, I should have it pulled up, but I don't. <laughs> it's, um, it's okay. You don't need to know his uh, his name in particular. Well. It, it, yeah, he was going by his game handle, but uh, he won. Like he won pretty easily out of everybody. Was he? Did and he like? The hardly and they were touched. like, "Hey, would you like to play the?" Uh, you know, we're just they kind of like presented it like, "Oh, just like we were just wondering, like we did with Splatoon. Would you like to play?" Uh, 
whoever the director of arms is just handed handed the champion dude's ass to him oh he destroyed him yeah. oh yeah the, the director of the game beat the shit out of the champion and it was really kind of fun to watch Oh wow! It's just like this guy. Just he's like, like he's like you don't, he's like, you don't even know until dude. the very end, and then the the director of the game just like killed him. Well, I mean, there's like a, there's definitely some strategy to be had with it because like I, I started off using Ribbon Girl, and I've been using the um the like snake hand that she has. It's like the same one that uh, Kid Cobra has, but you can like kind of like you can kind of like, like you can curveball that one around. Like, to where, like, if you hit right, it'll just go away on the side and, like, keep smacking the guy on the side of the head. And you can kind of fuck with people on that one. But there's a lot of, I mean, all of them, all of the different, like, gloves that you use work differently. So it's kind of like, there's a lot of strategy to it. And I'm sure, like, that guy who made it, like, he knows all the ins and outs of it. I would hope so. Yeah. So he's going to be like, oh, well, you didn't know how to snake hand from the side over here or whatever. You know, I'm sure he does things way more advanced than that. That's just my early stuff. But it's really cool. Did you uh, did you read Jeremy Parrish's uh, article about about arms? Did you check that I out did not. on Retronauts? He wrote he wrote an article about how uh, he just talked about like how great it is that arms didn't end up being like a punch out sequel, even though it easily could have. And how like it Nintendo like that's what they were going for. Yeah, and how Nintendo like how they gave them more more area to work with to make it make it a completely different thing instead of a so because they don't associate at all with Punch Out yet. I mean, you never know. There might be a ball bowl that shows up on free DLC later. But as yeah, of right but now, it's its own thing. But as of right now, there's been no mention of it. And he was talking about like how that's made made it a much better game that they don't try to that they didn't try to hold themselves to the original, you know, to 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 try to make another Punch Out game and and hold it into the rules of that series. And I totally agree with him. And it's a lot of fun. Like I like I like uh, I like fighters, and it's like a fighter. It's the type of fighter I've never played before. So it's uh, I really want to do more local multiplayer stuff. I was hoping to get my I was hoping to get my roommate to play with me, but I just haven't had I just haven't been around. I've, I've, it's been been a busy week. I haven't been, haven't been around when he is, so we didn't get didn't get to try it out that. But I did. But I did like intentionally bring it to work so I could try it with uh with my coworker because I knew he's like a big Overwatch guy, and uh, Arms kind of has a little bit of an Overwatch feel to it. It, like in the design of the characters and all that so he was definitely intrigued by it but i think i, I totally sold him on it just from bringing just from doing some tabletop uh two-player stuff that's pretty cool yeah so the guy who won the tournament was zerk zork and, uh the producer was uh kosuke yabuki kosuke that's yeah, probably Kos- how you pronounce kosuke. it yeah kosuke uh, Yabuki, he's the guy that kicked uh zerk's ass what did how did he like how did this gameplay different how was it different from uh from well one thing i noticed is that zerk like he had been playing twintel the whole time and he like changed up his characters and it seemed like uh the developer played twintel most of the time so it it almost seemed like maybe it was a little bit staged but i don't know oh well i'm wondering uh i was like could you tell like what his fighting style was no i don't understand the game well enough to know that I mean, did he did he do a lot of throws? Like, did he did he try like doing the one two? Like, no, was he like one hand like out, like one like back? They're both very standoffish. Okay, because I mean, that's like what I. So been... they would wait like for break like breaks and then like go in really fast and do some shit and then get the fuck out of there. And yeah. Then, like, if a throw was trying to happen, they would like back off even more and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, because I've been trying to I've been staying on the defensive for the harder stuff. The you know like now that I've been playing through the harder arcade modes, I've just been doing a lot of dodging 
and just trying to dodge as much as I can. That's what they were doing. And that's what I really like. Uh, that's why I like using Ribbon Girl a lot is that she has, you can like, you can like the do multi like jump, a jump, right? Yeah, she can do like a triple jump. So I've been using her for that. And the same thing with Ninjara, you can jump and dodge and he'll disappear. He'll like poof and then come back at another place. So you can use that to, to like confuse the opponent as well. Like if you dodge while you're jumping, he'll disappear and appear like whichever way you're pointing. So he can, you know, you can like dodge to the right and then show up over here and grab the guy. I want to say the developer played as a ribbon girl at first and then he switched over to Twintel. How many, what did they do, like, best out of three they did or best whatever? Out of five. Oh, okay. So, like, they did the, so they did, like, the, so I think they, they were doing best out of seven for everybody else, but it was best out of five for that. Okay. Well, particular. I mean, because the regular, you know, it's like best out of three just for the regular game, you know, where you have to win, like, two rounds to, to win the whole thing. But they were doing best out of seven for the tournament, I think. Okay. So they so so they got to switch up a few different. Which guys. wasn't like round robin or nothing. It was like a straight up like you know start with eight, go to four, then go to two, then yeah, for sure. Yeah, I haven't really like I said, I haven't really played a whole lot of the characters. I'm mostly just stuck with Ninjara and and uh, Ribbon Girl because I think both of them. I hold that they. I heard that they both have you know like the the triple jump and the disappear move are like really good moves to use. So I've been using them. But I want to you know I want to do some more stuff with like Mechanica and and the Mummy Guy and uh, Toothpaste Head, whatever his name is, <laughs> Spring Boy. Yeah, Spring Boy. Yeah, and all that stuff. But it's cool. Like it's cool when you're unlocking arms that you can unlock them for everyone like once you know it, you don't have to like go through it with every character you just kind of like randomly get different stuff so they'll all they'll all have different arms yeah that is cool but what about is there like some kind of story side like there are in other fighting games where you have to play through with each character to see all the endings or something yeah there's actually there is like no story ending like all it really is is you just get the it just shows you with the belt so, but I could see that as a as a free DLC thing in the future. I mean, look at a uh, look at Street Fighter Five, like the weirdest fighting game of all time. Well, not the it just wasn't what we expected. I mean, it doesn't even have an arcade mode, but it has a really strange story mode now. Finally, that was free DLC. So I don't know. I, I heard that uh, Arms is actually outsold Street Fighter Five and Tekken Seven. It sure did. Yeah, which is uh, not saying a whole lot. Well, I mean. Pokemon Tournament outsold Street Fighter Five as well because nobody really bought it because it had no single well, do you player on it the when it came original out. Original Switch presentation, Arms was the first game. Yeah, that they showed. Yeah, well, they were like, "Here's our new IP." Well, it's like their first. I feel like it's their first like real game. You know, like yeah. I feel like it's the first real Switch game. Like it's not like a port. It's not like a indie. It's not like a right. It's not a it, sequel. It's not like a virtual console type thing. It's a brand new thing, and it looks really, really good. Like I think the graphics look great. Like I think the characters look awesome. I mean. For something like this, you can really beef it up, you know, for like, for fighting games, you can do that because there's not a whole lot. There's just like the arena and the arena is not that big. So you can like make, you know, make them have more polygons and all that. But I think, do you think it's kind of an answer to, in a weird way to Overwatch? Cause I feel like the character models are super like detailed. Yeah. No, that's what I was saying. Like, that's why I was showing it off to my, to that buddy of mine because he's big into Overwatch and looking at the way the characters were designed, he was intrigued by it because they reminded him of like the Overwatch people. Yeah. Like the super cartoony, like hyper exaggerated. Yeah. Well, it's like, the, uh, sort of like punch out. It's the horny punch out is what I think uh, Bob Mackie called it. The horny uh, punch out. <laughs> yeah. From Retronauts. Cause like everything's sort of, but I do like, uh, I like that, um, there's equal opportunity there, which I mentioned before on the characters. And I was playing it when I was playing with, uh, with my friend, uh, my female friend from work. She was, uh, she liked that they were, 
equal men and females on there to play as. You know, because there's yeah. three girls and there's three guys, and there's two androgynous characters. There's the robot and there's the weird Helix oh, D- yeah, the DNA freak. Guy. Yeah, in there. So there's two two androgynous characters and three, and then there's six of uh, or no, there's four, right? Yeah, no, there's there's four each of the male and females because there's Twintel, Min Min, Ribbon Girl, and and Mechanica are all are all the females. So there's four and four and two androgynous ones. And Mama. What? There's Mummy and then there's Mama. Mama? Who's Mama? What? I'm just <laughs> there's like the mummy character, so I was like, there's the Mama. Mama. Yeah. There's a mummy character, but he's not he's not like what's, your What's the mummy's ca- character's name? He's not like your mom. I don't I honestly don't remember. I haven't played as him that much. I want He's him to, not like your mum. I want his name to be Mumra. But that's Thundercats. His bandages were too tight. We just know it was a human. It's Mummy. He's the androgynous Mummy. He's a mother, but he's also a he. Master Mummy. <laughs> Such a dumb name. I should have remembered it. Yeah, no, his his name so is... there's like Mistress Mummy. His Master Mummy. There might be Mistress Mummy added later. I haven't figured out how to fight the, um, how to fight the like, moon with the four hands yet. I know that's a mode where you can do like two or three yeah, people versus him. Video. Yeah, but I haven't found it. I haven't found it in the arcade mode yet. Like I said, all the arcade modes are different. Like I played through Ribbon Girl, and in that one you play volleyball as one of them. But if you play as like Ninjara, you play basketball as one of the levels. It's like the levels change depending on which character it is. Hmm. But there's not. But both of them don't have basketball. So maybe if I got to play as like Master Mummy, then I'll get to like the part where you fight the moon with the four hands and all that. Are there like mad tutorials? I was actually I couldn't find a tutorial on there. I mean, there's like you know, there's like how tos where they tell you about strategy and stuff like that. But I was watching the treehouse thing and they were doing a training mode thing, and I was like, oh cool, that must be in the game. But I haven't been able to find it yet. Where there's a mode where it's like, here, how do you dodge a guy who like tries to throw all the time? And they like put you in a thing for like a minute versus a guy that throws all the time, and you have to get through that. But I haven't found it yet. I don't know where it is because basically all I found is like uh, the Grand Prix, you know, the party mode, the local, the online, pretty much. It still seems kind of bare bones, but I know there's gonna they're gonna add a lot of stuff to it. But from like a fighting game fan aspect, it's pretty much at least you have Did an you arcade feel like mode in they there. They were like they knew they were onto something, and they just wanted to push it out as quick as they could, like whatever, like you know, limited mode they had it so far. Yeah, and that they're planning on like you know elaborating the shit out of it like a lot of other properties nowadays no i think i think they are because i mean they said that in the direct they're like we're going to roll out stuff in the next few weeks or whatever or we're going to roll out stuff every couple weeks and i you know remind me a lot of splatoon which you know splatoon was kind of bare bones i guess on the multiplayer stuff when it came out even though it still had the full single player which is basically why what i got it for but yeah i i feel like the like they're that they're gonna do like a story mode or they're gonna add more lore for the characters and all that in the future. So hopefully we'll see more of that. I would have liked to see like an ending for each character, but there's not really you know it's just like a you know it's just a championship and it just shows them with the belt at the end. It's basically all you get. But the journey is more fun than the so destination. So they're not like you know it's not like the original Street Fighter two where they all have like you know some sort of personal quest tied into yeah. This championship, so it's not like at the end, uh, you know, uh, Min Min or whatever is like, and now I have the <laughs> money to open my own ramen restaurant, finally. I thought you were going to say, like, and now I have the money to turn my noodle arms back into real arms. Well, I guess they don't really care. Well, you remember, no one knows how they got the arms. They just kind of woke up and they had them. Yeah, yeah, that's been the lore so far. I was going to mention that. Yeah, they said it in the direct, too, where they were like, 
Nobody knows where they came from. They just know that they don't want to not have them or something like that. They said like they they woke up with them and if they didn't have them they would miss them or something like that. Well, it's are like they, they quickly realized, well, these are weird, but I my life's better now. Yeah, they're like so, they couldn't understand keep how shit. they ever lived without them. I think is what they said. Yeah. It's like if you woke up one day and you could like, I don't know, transport wherever you wanted to immediately, you'd be like I don't know how the fuck that happened, but uh, you know what? I'm just gonna keep doing that because I can. <laughs> I'm not just gonna. I'm not gonna go to like the doctor and be like, "Is that normal that I can uh, teleport?" No, I'm just gonna do it because you know it's cool. I'd be like, "Hey, doctor, uh, can you like uh, can you like make me run slower? Because this fastness is just too weird. Being able to like transport all over the place, I don't like it." Just uh, tame yeah, it down. I'm getting damn sick of it. Nobody would ever say that. I don't ever get to enjoy like rotten bananas anymore like i always get the freshest bananas because i just transport to like the trees <laughs> yeah right well i'm just thinking if i was if i had stretchy arms right now i could just like extend my arms into the kitchen and open the fridge and just grab a beer and bring it in here without even going to the kitchen even though i'm pretty sure that a lot of shit would get broken because i wouldn't be able to see where those stretchy arms were going to but i could still curve them around there and get them to the kitchen somehow well- what what are you talking about, man? You just buy some like cheap webcams, wireless webcams from the internet, attach them to your stretchy hands when you want to like go around your house, and you can just watch it on a webcam to make sure you don't run into shit. Put some GoPros on there. Yeah, man. <laughs> so they don't break. Just use GoPros. That's the way to do it for sure. Just use like other technology to like adapt to your newfound abilities. So, uh, so what would it take to uh, convince you to get arms? Like, what do you think it would need to uh, push you on it? Are you like? I mean, I think I'm leaning towards it. I just, I'm not really a fighting game person, and I've been pretty clear about that. I think in previous episodes, like, I didn't give a shit about Pokin. Like, yeah, and I didn't care about what is there like te- some kind of Tekken game on the Switch now. And there's a lot of other uh, all the. Um, Neo Geo games that came that I didn't care about. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, I want to care about fighting games. Like, I love playing them on a, in, like, the local multiplayer setting, but I just never really got into them, so... ARMS was just another one of those games where I was like, you know, maybe I could get into this, but it's not a day one buy. Yeah. You know, Splatoon 2 is different, because it's like a shooter, and something about being a shooter makes it more arcade well, Splatoon and it has really, it's got a pretty solid. Splatoon uh, Two also has like a more robust single player mode. Yeah, exactly, a robust that you can't go through in like twenty minutes. But that's like the nature of fighting games, I guess. But I, so well, yeah, so so it's a fighting game, and it, it seems like a kind of a high price to pay for something that I'm going to have to invest even more time into enjoying because I have to train and yeah, and, and compete online to build my rank and all. That kind at of at stuff. least you don't have to learn a bunch of button combinations or anything like that it's pretty it's pretty simple in that regard where it's mostly just about strategy you know so i don't need to learn combos and all that well i don't know it looks like combos are a thing actually i mean only when you're like i don't know i guess only when you have your super move up i would say a lot of it's a lot of it's just about strategy it's about like trying to find your way trying to predict what the what the opponent's going to do and like try to get your punch there you know trying to sort of confuse them like you'll throw one punch one way to have them go another way and then you pick them up on the other side like when they go it's like you know you're trying to control where they're at and all that which i guess a lot of fighting games are like that all right here's what will convince me to get arms that you keep playing it like here in a couple of weeks you're like i don't understand why you haven't gotten this yet jeremy this is awesome i'm still playing it every day yeah 
it's you know what I mean? Like sure. That'll that'll be like, okay, well here's here's a thing. That's a thing. And like maybe I will have like a twinge of regret in my soul that I wasn't a day one <laughs> purchaser. Well I But think, I'll uh, also be like, Well shit, this is a great game. Hey, dumb luck, I own the system that I can buy this game on. I'm gonna buy it right now. And then it'll be great and I'll buy it. Yeah. Well I think uh I think that you should should probably wait and see what happens with the DLC is is what I'm saying. Like see what see what that first what that first week does and if they keep like rolling out the dlc like they do for splatoon i'll totally keep playing it you know i haven't even dipped into the online at all but hopefully if we'll be able to get together like within like the next couple weeks or so we can do some like you know some local multiplayer on it and then you can try it out so you can see how fun it is yeah that sounds good to me man and, and all like, that so i think that's yeah. kind of where it is i can't really say i mean it's hard to sell it, I guess, if you aren't like sold on it already. But I just want to see. I want to see what they what they roll out with it because it kind. I kind of have the same feeling as I did for Splatoon. But Splatoon for me was a sell because I wanted to play the single player, and the single player is longer, is a lot longer than Arms. So I was like, I, I want to play this because single player looks awesome. So I did play the single player. It was probably like ten, fifteen hours. And then I, I was like, I'll try a little bit of the multiplayer stuff. And I did a little bit. I was like, yeah, it's okay. But then, like, every couple of weeks, it's like, all right, here's a new weapon. Here's a new level. Like, here's a new this. Here's a new that. And I'm like, okay. And I kept coming back to it to try all those things that they kept adding to it. So that's what happened to that. And I'm hoping that's what they do with this as well. In which case, it'll be even more compelling to get it. Because it also, like, would fill a niche that I don't have. Like, I don't have a game that's a competitive multiplayer online game like that's not something i'm playing nowadays so yeah well i mean we have mario kart but that's different that's like a yeah competitive racing game. fighting game yeah i guess i didn't say fighting yeah yeah so it's not a fighting game um i don't have any fighting games right now you don't at least not multiplayer besides yeah no no i don't you don't even have ultra street fighter 4 or ultra I, street fighter 2 i do not not that you would i mean that's 40 bucks but I did. I, I do still play that game. I did hop on it and play it again online and got my ass kicked again. But yeah, no, no. as I said earlier on the show, I've I've sort of like gone through a, a phase where I've been buying some of the, um, you know, the better, the more well-renowned PlayStation Four games because I got a PS Four. So yeah, I've been playing through some of those and. Honestly, I'm still uh, relatively unimpressed with most of them, but that's what I did instead of getting arms. I got Persona 5, which I do like a lot so far, I will say. Oh, sure. Yeah. More more well, than that's a completely different that's a completely different game. Play. Yeah. That's a completely different game than Arms, but that's fine. Um, you know, I well, wanted a straight up uh, JRPG. I was disappointed that Final Fantasy 15 was not a JRPG in that sense. <laughs> Uh, well, it's not turn-based, but it is RPG. It's more of an RPG than any of the last Final Fantasies were, I'll say yeah, that. Yeah, it's more of an online, like, it's got more of, like, an online RPG feel to it. Oh, it's not an MMO. I wouldn't say that. Mm. 15. Okay, it was like, it's like, uh, Final Fantasy 12. Is that fair? It kind of reminded me of Xenoblade, but you, but you can't move as good as you can in Xenoblade. That's basically what I thought of it. I mean, the the story's paced better, I guess, but you can't, like, get in a mech and, you know, find gold mines and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, you're probably further in a 15 than I am. I just, I don't know. I like the, in Persona, it's just like a straight-up JRPG yeah. feel. No, I understand that. I mean, if you want the... Super this, Nintendo game with some glitz on top of it. Yeah. If you want, if you want the turn-based battle, it's in there. So, so that I was my that. choice this week, and the games I was going to buy, I bought that instead of a fighting game. But 
I might buy arms next week. Like, there's nothing like well, show stopping coming out for a little while. For well, now you Switch, got so. now there's Ever Oasis, so I don't know. That might uh... right <laughs> for the 3ds, but that's for the a Switch. That's a straight I mean, up JRPG. It, well, no, no uh, turn based stuff, but the next giant uh, release for the Switch is uh, Splatoon Two, which I, which will absolutely be a day one release, July twenty first. Yeah, it's right around. The, I am. Right around I mean, the corner. I'm saying it right now. If I don't buy a day one, you're free to chastise me. Because I'm saying I'm buying it day one. I'm buying that one day one for sure. I'm very excited about it. We'll see whether we get Ever Oasis or not. But that'll be next week's episode. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about, you'll find out what uh, what the uh, ending is, was of our thoughts on whether we should get Ever Oasis or not. You will. And you'll also find out like if we uh, watch all those Super Mario Odyssey videos, which I did. Yeah, that game looks awesome. I can't wait to play and, it. And I think that it's definitely the, uh, the next must-buy for the Switch. I mean, that's the 100... That's like the two hundred percent must buy game is uh, is that I mean that's when that comes out it's like you know everybody needs to have one that's like what I say it's like uh, I mean what are we left with after that Metroid Metroid has to come out well yeah then it comes out in twenty eighteen and hopefully they have some other stuff under there I'm sure they do they got more surprises other than that I got out Pikmin three and I was gonna play it finally I was like I'm bored I'm I'm gonna play Pikmin three this was like I think before Disjaya came out. So I got it, and I took it out, and I was I was going to play it. I'm like, well, let me play that demo for a little while. I played the demo for a bit. Totally, like, lost track of whatever for several days. Like, you know, just didn't go back to Pikmin. And then, like, after a while, I was like, man, did I start playing the game? Did I, o- did I open it up and start playing it? And I thought I had, totally. But then I found Pikmin 4, or, yeah, Pikmin 3. It was still sealed. <laughs> so so I still haven't played, played it? it. I just played the demo some more. But I totally thought, like, I had started <laughs> the game. Oh, weird. Because you can even, like, you can put the demo over, right? Like, you can bring it over. Right, so yeah. I probably just had more to do in the demo. Yeah, weird. That game's good. You should play that game. I really like that game a lot. That was one of the things that sold me on the Wii U. But, yeah, there's still, yeah, other Wii U games I need to beat still. Yeah. And I need to do my second playthrough of Color Splash still. <laughs> yeah. But, anyway, this has been our episode 75, kind of all over the place, but... Still uh, pretty solid, I think. We've been your host. still so far from where we began. <laughs> yeah, 75 from when we began. We're your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jeremy Murkowski. And, you know, you can find us on NintendoMadePodcast.com. Download us on iTunes. Give us a rating so uh, more people can find the show and all that. And, uh, you know, check out our check out our YouTube, the uh, YouTube slash Podcast. I've been putting some videos on there. There's a video of me beating Metroid 2 which was a lot harder than I thought it was. It took me like 10 tries. And if you watch it, you can hear like how relieved I am when I finally beat the queen at the end there. And I actually call a Metroid a cock muncher in there too, which I thought was pretty hilarious. So there's some funny uh, some funny commentary in there. I also have another podcast called The Honey Darling Show. We just put up an episode about Wonder Woman. If you've seen that movie, you should check out our spoiler cast. It's pretty rad. And, uh, you know, feel free to send us an email at uh, Podcast at Gmail. And, you know, tell us about how you feel about ARMS and Persona 5 and all that fun stuff. And we'll totally write back to you. It'll, it'll be fun. We'll even, like, read your email on the show or something. Anyway. <laughs> we'll catch you next week with more uh, more fun Nintendo stuff, as usual. Thanks for listening. See you.
Would Brian Altano do if he were here right now? He'd probably kick an ass or two. That's what Brian Altano do. Probably kick an ass or two. That's what Brian Altano do. 